Welcome to Let's Talk Cake. I'm Carrie. And I'm Savannah. And on today's episode, we will be talking to Alex from Poppy Pink. People aren't just bakers nowadays. They are definitely artists. So now I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, cancer's not going to hold me back from making cake. Are you kidding me? People sometimes ask, like, what's your hobby? Well, my hobby is my job. I love what I do. It's like a canvas that you get to start over every single time you do a new cake. And then you give it to someone and you get to see their smiles and their faces. I mean, it's unbelievably rewarding. Caking for me is all about creating a moment and a memory. Hi, you guys. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Let's Talk Cake, a podcast by cakers for cakers. I'm Savannah and I'm here with my mom, Carrie, and together we own the dessert studio in Utah. So last week in the bakery, we had a funny thing happen. It wasn't actually in the bakery that it happened, but I pulled in to get gas. Savannah and her sister Veronica and I had gone up to visit uh, Savannah's grandpa and grandma, and we pulled in to get gas in this town um, north of where we live, and we pulled right behind a minivan, and the minivan had a vanity plate, and it said, Cake Baker, (laughs) and ours has cakes on it, so... We struck up a conversation and met someone who used to do cakes in Montana, and now she's living in Utah and starting a cake business there. So so if you're listening, shout out to Darcy Cakes. Yes, Darcy Cakes. <laughs> that <laughs> was kind of fun. It's always fun running into different people who do cakes, and yeah. Yeah, and we would never have known had it not been for the vanity plates. So yep. <laughs> there you go. So that is just a good example of... A way to market because we have our little vanity plate that says cakes, but we also have um, the name of our bakery and phone number, Instagram, all of that on our car as well. And I think, I mean, obviously yeah. we don't know everyone who sees it, but I think it does help. And so, well, we know it does because there have been some times where we've been in a parking lot or something, and someone has approached us about about what we do and. Hey, I need I need a cake for my daughter's birthday or something. Yeah. So, um, it's also a tax write off to do that on your car. It makes your car advertising, and so that's something to consider. Didn't even yeah intend to go this route, but <laughs> that really is something to consider. We got ours um, off of an online printer and just created it and then sent it to them, and then they sent it and we applied it. And I and think it, it took like. 300 tries. <laughs> yeah. The first we place tried, we said yeah. it. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was actually so difficult to yeah. finally get it done. But once it was done, it doesn't done, mean it it'll be difficult for you though. But she's right. The first time we did it, they printed it backwards. So when you put it on the car, it, we could read it from inside, but people outside, it would have been backwards too. And then they sent it again and they had reversed it and so it was well the writing was black not the writing white. was black so, so on a, no on a car with tinted it. <laughs> windows it, it just didn't even show yeah. up at all so the third time was the charm and we and we ended up getting one for the back window and the two we have a ford flex so we have a good space on the back window and two side windows so we got three of them and yeah it makes your car just a driving advertisement so yeah that's something to consider and if you're if you're jumping in and you're wanting to start a business that's one way to help people at least see it and become familiar with the name yeah for sure it's like a moving billboard <laughs> that's right <laughs> and so another thing we did last week that was kind of crazy we like to try to con- uh, schedule consultations so that we have two or three at around the same time 
But Saturday, um, we, we were doing a dessert bar and it was kind of crazy because we just kept getting emails about consultations. And so we ended up scheduling five consultations for Saturday around the delivery for the dessert bar and then have some of them scheduled for this week. So it was kind of a it was kind of crazy. It was definitely more than we've ever had before, yeah. like in one little stretch. And shout out to mom because I'm still like not full time in the bakery yet or really at all. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's handling everything still. Um, but mom did five for five. So all five, <laughs> all five consultations booked. booked so good That's job, unusual. <laughs> that is very unusual. Yeah, usually some people, I don't know about you guys, but there's so many people that are just like, Oh, okay, great. We have other consultations. We'll call you back. And a lot of the time they do call us yeah. back and then it's settled. But it's just so much nicer when we can just sit down, get it done and yeah, it finalize feels, the order. And it just feels better when you do the consultation and they book and it's just a done deal instead of stuff kind of hanging out there. And, yeah. and of course, we... For us, we don't consider the date booked until we have the deposit. But when you know that someone has come for a tasting for a specific date and you have other people asking about that date and the first people haven't booked you yet, it feels really, I don't know, probably shouldn't feel uncomfortable to book something else. But it kind of does. It kind of feels like, oh, you were first. Are you sure you don't want to tie it up? But that's you. I'm just like, whatever. You (laughs) you took our time. We'll move on to the next people. (laughs) No, I sound like a bad person. (laughs) No, but Savannah does look at things way more like logically than I do sometimes. (laughs) Business oriented. Mom is just like, oh. (laughs) I I get a little too emotional sometimes. But anyway. But it was good. It was a good week and a good weekend. And we are nearing Flora is five weeks old this week. And so we're nearing the time when Flora will be whipping out some buttercream flowers for us. (laughs) So anyway, it's been it's been we had we had purposely left March kind of open. And I I my goal was for Savannah to have six weeks of maternity leave. So with the exception of our really crazy week where we had four four wedding cakes on the same day. <clears throat> she's been able to take this time off and I'm really glad because because yeah. it's been nice for her to be able to spend time with Flora and since we didn't o- overbook ourselves really I've been able to spend time with Flora <laughs> and it's been really good a good adjustment yeah. so but we are super excited for today's episode because we are talking to Alex from Poppy Paint and you'll hear a little more about her story, but she did cake pops and then moved into something more retail oriented that relates to cakes and is yeah. super helpful for all of us. And so I think it's just so cool in this um, season of Let's Talk Cake, we've been able to talk to a lot more people who started out doing cakes of some kind, but then they figure out ways to branch out and um, segue into other yeah. parts of the industry. It's really cool. While while not completely taking their feet out of doing mm-hmm. cakes, they still they still do a little bit of that, or maybe some of them a lot of that. But yeah. they're also figuring out other ways that they can be a, a benefit to the cake community, and it's kind of cool to kind of cool to see. Yeah. So. so let's get her on. Hello, Alex. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. We're super excited to have you on the podcast today. We. Uh, we found you on Instagram and your work is awesome. And we loved the aspect of you having started your own line of products to help with what you do with cakes. So that's really cool. 
So why don't you just get started? Tell us about how you um, got started in the cake world and all of that. Um, so I just started doing cake pops when I became a stay-at-home mom uh, just because boredom. And they were really cute. Um, I just started doing them as a hobby. And then I started selling them. Um, I started an at-home bakery. So, uh, I really like to do what would be called like character pops, like okay. the ones that look like things like animals or people. And in order to really make them intricate, you need a lot of different colors for painting. And at the time, they just had markers. And the markers didn't really work on chocolate very well, or they would at least maybe one time, and then they would just sort of like crap out on you. So I started messing around with colors, trying to make my own paint in order to paint my cake pops. Um, it took me a few years before I got it the way I liked it, where it's perfect. And then I just kept on using it. Then... Um, my husband got laid off in the oil business and my friend Ella from Lolly Cakes by Ella asked me where my paint came from on my cake pops and I told her that I was just making it myself and she asked if we could bottle it and if we could she said that she would sell it for us because she has an Etsy shop. Nice. So my husband and I having absolutely no income figured we might as well just toss all our savings into it and give it a try. And it ended up just taking off and wow. pretty much just saved our family. My husband now does it with me and he's able to be at home a lot when he used to be gone most of the month. And it's just become like a family thing. And my children help out every once in a while. I mean, not really, but they think they're helping. <laughs> so it's that's how I got started. I, I love what you said about it kind of saving your family. And it's amazing to me how sometimes we're just kind of led down a path that we might not have ever thought of taking ourselves, but things just kind of line up and we end up doing something that ends up being a huge blessing for us and our family. So I, I love the way that kind of evolved for you. I was curious when you were talking, if you, you said that you started doing cake pops as a business, did that happen organically because people were seeing your work or did that, was that something you decided that you wanted to just try as a business? Uh, no, I did not want to try it as a business. <laughs> um, it just happened because people saw me doing cake pops for my family and my friends. Um, and I had a baby and I didn't want to be working at that time, but I really did enjoy doing it. And I figured, you know, why not help pay the bill for my Hobby Lobby obsession? So I started selling them. Awesome. So you said that um, someone started selling them for you in their Etsy shop. Is that the arrangement that you still have now? Is that where people can find your poppy paints? Um, actually, it's sold all over the United States. Um, we have one lady that sells them in Canada. Um, it, we just exclusively sold with my friend Ella to start out with. And just as a thank you to her, you know, giving back to her because she gave pretty much gave us our business. It's just the idea. Uh -huh. And but now we have several places where you can buy either in store or online. That's great. So um, so you saw a need and you created something to fix that need. 
and now you're selling all over the United States. Have you, have you looked at licensing it or selling it like in Australia or Great Britain or anywhere like that yet? Well, it's really hard to sell in other countries. One, because the color list for what's banned there or what's edible there is different than what's edible here. Oh. Um, and also shipping because it has, it does have an edible alcohol in it. It evaporates just like, you know, it would in vanilla extract or something, but since it does have alcohol in it, you have to ship it a certain way and it costs a lot of money. And so when it comes down to it, I don't really know if the price breaks even, or if anyone would really be making too much money off of it because, um, that it's just really expensive to ship it the correct way. I know that a lot of colors come in to the United States. I don't, I know that they're not really actually shipped here the correct way though. And my husband and I are just really scared of getting in trouble. So we sure. follow the rules to a T. That makes total sense. That's, that's good. So do you still make cake pops? I do. Um, I had sort of fallen off the cake pop wagon for the last couple of years because Poppy Paint really took off and I was really busy with cake shows and just helping to produce everything. And then my boys are now of age where they're both in sports and they both do everything. So I've just been drowning in that. But luckily, my husband has really helped out the last couple months and we decided to transition where he's really going to handle Poppy Paint and I'm going to handle social media and get back to what I really like doing, which is cake pops. I mean, I love my business. I love it. But I really do love making cake pops and teaching. Oh, cool. So you also teach classes? I do. I am. I teach classes. And also my friend Angel from Crumble and Co. and I have a little camp called Camp Cake Pop that we do twice a year. And women come for about three and a half days. And we just do cake pops for I think it ends up being like 16 hours. And just wow. Have fun. We stay in a small house and we hang out and we walk around and we just like, it's really fun. We just, we make cake pops, but at the same time, you're also just hanging out with a bunch of girls having a blast. That sounds fun. That's, uh, you're kind of creating a little cottage industry there (laughs) that includes all aspects of it. You you mentioned that it took you about three years to perfect your your paints um, without obviously divulging your secret recipe or anything. Can you tell us a little bit about how that happened and how if it was something that took so long, how you managed to stay motivated and and working on it? Well, I mean, I just I first I started out with just like some powdered colors and alcohol. And I mean, honestly, even though it wasn't where I wanted it to be yet, pretty much anything's better than the edible markers you can get at the store. They, you know, smear and they just come off or they won't write. So uh, I started out with powder color, but you know, it does dry off eventually and flake off or smears or gel colors don't work because they don't really stick and it smears as well. And it just took some playing around and trying different things to, where it would actually stick and um turns out in the end by accident it ended up being where i finally got it to stick and it stayed it ended up also being waterproof so your cake pops when you eat them or whatever you put it on cookies like if you were to paint them black let's say 
you don't end up with your teeth black or purple or blue like you do with all, you know all the other colors out there and okay. it, was, it was just a happy accident yeah a very happy accident i would say if you can avoid the uh, the black or blue teeth yes <laughs> that's cool I, I admire your perseverance. If it was taking me about three years to perfect something like that, I think I would probably start to, well, I can just say with macarons. <laughs> if I did macarons for three years, I might get good at it and not have only every one out of three or four batches turn out right. <laughs> yeah, those things are the devil's cookie. So, <laughs> so good job with the perseverance. So you mentioned that you had a baby at the time. How many children do you have? Two. I have two little boys. Um, Colton is just about to be 10 and Lincoln just turned seven. Okay. Okay. So you've been at the whole cake pop thing for a while then, right? Yeah. Um, just about 10 years. Okay. Nice. And how do you, do you have any advice for other cakers on how to balance family life and your business? Cause you've got actually two businesses going and family life. So how do you, how do you strike a balance? Um, a lot of coffee first. Um, I, I use a lot of lists. I'm, I'm, I put a lot of lists and I check off stuff as I go. I will try to plan ahead of time, but then I also do a daily list, which I know sounds crazy, but it really not only like helps me like stay on track, but also makes me feel like I've accomplished something. It feels really nice to just scratch something off for the day. Um, and also, I mean, you, you have to take time for yourself. I'd say um, just here in the past year, you know, I've really started to take time for myself again. You feel like you have to put everything first as a mom. You have to put your family and your children in the school and your work so you can provide first. And a lot of the times you end up last. And in the past year, I've really started putting myself first. And, you know, I ended up losing a lot of weight, which has made me feel better. It's made my body better and my confidence better, everything, because I gained a lot of weight when I started this business. I, I'm finally almost back to where I was, and it's just because I put myself last, and so I never had time to cook, or I never had time to work out because I was so busy taking care of everybody else. So, I mean, you really just have to try to find a balance, but at the same time, you're not good to anybody else if you're not taking care of yourself. All right. Some good advice there. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes we let the important things, whether it's ourselves or our family, um, take a back seat as we're as we're plugging along, trying to get these little businesses started and going. And um, balance is just really, really important. And so we love getting tips. I love I love your lists. <laughs> I I love lists too. And I don't think a daily list is is silly at all because. <laughs> It's great to be able to cross things off and you just feel better about your day. Even if you didn't get to everything, I think that you feel better about your day if you can look at it and see, okay, I didn't get everything, but look at all of those things I did get. Yes. And yes. I think that's, I think that's great. That's very helpful. All right. So you kind of told us, but is there anything else you'd like to share with us about how cake has been an impact on your life for the better? Uh, I mean, I would have to say like one of the best things are my friends. Uh, I've made a ton of friends from the cake industry. I have friends in Florida, New York, New Jersey, California. And, you know, at first I would just see them at cake shows, but now I actually am able to go and I visit, you know, my friends in Texas and California 
when I'm out there. And it's, it's really nice. They say you have like a cake community, like a baker community, and it really is true. And they've just become some of my very best friends. That's awesome. Yeah, we've talked before on the podcast about how impressive the cake community is and how welcoming and friendly and helpful everyone is. And it really is different than a lot of other industries where it's more cutthroat and more competitive. And now we hope that you can count that you've got friends in Utah, too. Yeah, that's fun. Is there anything in the future that you're looking forward to for for both your cake pop business and poppy paints? Um, hopefully some new products soon for poppy paint that I mean, I've been working on stuff for a while. Everything takes a long time for us, though, just because of the, my whole family and everything that I have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've also we also pay for everything as we go along. You know, we are not one of the businesses that took out a huge loan and just throws tons of money. So it takes us yeah. a while to get there because it's what we save, then we get more. So hopefully some new products. And then with my cake pops, I just hope to be able to, I'm crossing my fingers right now, keep up with social media because, you know, I do try to help my followers out there make cake pops and be successful with them because I do know how hard they are to make if you aren't doing them correctly. I've had a million cake pops crack in the past and I just, I like being helpful for everybody else. That's, that's so great. And we're, we're with you on that. Social media can be so difficult to keep up with when you're trying to keep up with everything else. And, and yet it is where so much of our business and our connections in the cake industry come from. And so it's, it is really a balancing act. The, the whole, (laughs) the whole social media thing. Well, Alex, we really appreciate you coming on the podcast today and sharing your story. We're excited to see what new products you end up coming up with. And we're just super happy to have met you. And we hope that if you're ever in Utah, you'll let us host a class here in our kitchen. Yeah, I'm, I wish that CookieCon was still there. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it's, it's, been a, it's, been a strange, it's been a strange year. Hopefully when things settle back down, we can actually start doing those kinds of things again. That would be fun. Thanks, Alex. That's so awesome to hear your story. And I just love I just love hearing about the way people's minds work and how they I mean, for crying out loud, she she was frustrated with the paints that were available to her. So she how long did she say? I mean, effort after effort after effort to try to get the right the right formula for her paints. And now all of us can benefit from her trial and error and. I just think it's so cool yeah. and, and very patient. I mean, honestly, I would not have the patience to do that kind of thing. If something, it's kind of like macarons. If they don't work, I'm kind of done with you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we, we appreciate her patience and sticking with it so that we now have access to the great product that she's created. So yeah. I would say this week's challenge could be to problem solve, figure out ways to I guess, yeah, problem solve. If there's something in the kitchen that oh, you don't like how it works or you want to find another way to do it, try and figure it out because really we we are all creative and we can all kind of branch out and try new things and who knows, maybe it will lead to something yeah. amazing and, and you, you know, can have a product too. <laughs> sometimes we can use our creativity to solve problems, not just to create a beautiful cake. And I know when... This last several weeks as I've been working alone in the bakery, um, I've been trying to 
establish better systems. Um, I saw something, I think it was on television or something, someone was talking about how um, people who do deliveries, like package deliveries and things like that, that they they work really hard, the, the companies work really hard to have um, a way for people to do things with the least amount of movement so that you're not doing repetitive movements all the time and you're you're able to to do things in a in a more streamlined way and so i've kind of been looking for ways in the bakery to to make things a little more streamlined and and to to not to, to minimize all of the um, movement i guess and to try to make it so that we're doing things more efficiently and i don't know I haven't seen a gigantic difference yet, but I am trying to figure out ways to to make it so that when Savannah does come back, that we're able to do things more efficiently and be on top of things so that things take us a little less time because yeah. that's going to be important with having a baby and and trying to still bake and yeah. decorate. So and I think that's just a huge part of running a business, just always constantly figuring out new ways to lessen your load or make mm-hmm. your life easier make things move quicker mm-hmm. you know and so yeah and I think it's really important to actually look at things and not just I mean it's really easy to just do the same thing day in and day out but to look at the things you're doing and make sure that they're working in the most efficient and best way possible because sometimes we just get in a habit yeah. of doing something a certain way and it may not be the best way so Maybe this week as you're trying to figure out better ways to do things, just look at your day-to-day and and ask yourself, is this the best way to do this? And is there a way that I could do this that would shave off a little bit of extra time or effort or something like that? Because I know, I know with our baking, we have figured out ways to maximize our baking and get everything done as quickly as possible instead of slowly moving things through the ovens or whatever. And so... So just kind of look at what you're doing this week and see if there's a way to improve it. And this can totally be applied to just life in general. Like Mm -hmm. being a new mother, I'm just like figuring out ways to like better understand my daughter and figure out like what she wants and what our schedule should be, how the morning should go. And so, yeah, life and business are (laughs) very, they go hand in hand. For sure. Yeah. And one makes the other easier. If you have things working and running smoothly in your life, it's easier to do your bakery business. And if you have things running smoothly in the bakery and you're not frantic and and chaotic in the bakery, then there's less stress in your regular life. So just kind of look things over and see where we can improve. Well, thank you, Alex, for sending us that direction because I think... It's, yeah, very important stuff and things and that we can And things we can all, all improve on. Yeah, absolutely. Even those who have been in business for a long, long time, there are always things that we can tweak. Yeah. But seriously, go check out Poppy Paints on Instagram. Go to her website because she's got so many good products and colors to paint with and everything. So definitely go check her out. And, yeah. Thank you to everybody for listening today, and we invite you to come back next week. We're excited to share some questions and answers next week. So, yeah, join us next week. And if you have anything you'd like us to talk about or questions that you'd like answered, not necessarily just by us. If you send us a message, you know, the first part of the week and let us know that you have questions, we'll try to find answers from the right people for you. So, yeah, join us next week. Thank you to all of you for listening. Thank you to Corey for all of his hard work. And we look forward to coming back next week where we will continue to talk cake.
Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow the Let's Talk Cake podcast on Instagram. Subscribe and write a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.